1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. and what is going on, sir?
0: Not much. I'm, uh, you know, seeing if uh, we can get into some better reviews for the uh, Cowboys tight end class than, uh, I guess, some of uh, Game of Thrones' reviews last night. I, I, I don't know what's going on upset. on Twitter anymore. People are upset.
1: People are mad online. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what people aren't mad about, Landon? What's that? It's Kellen Moore. No, they are not. People, people are excited about Kellen Moore, and I never thought this day would come. But <laughs> uh, on Saturday, Kellen Moore had some interesting quotes that got Cowboys Nation excited. Um, and let's go ahead and talk about them first. Uh, we are, we're going to do our tight end positional preview later in the show, but I want to talk about more first. Um, th- I'm just going to read the quote for the people that haven't seen it, and then I want your reactions, Landon. Um, Talking about the roster and what changes the Cowboys could make on offense this year, uh, Kellen Moore had this to say. He says, I think the beauty of our current roster is we have a lot of versatility. We have guys that can kind of line up in a lot of different places. Hopefully we can be multiple and present things in different ways and at the end of the day still have our foundation and our philosophy. You can run similar plays just out of a lot of different looks. Um, I know that quote impressed you, Landon. What did you have to think about it?
0: Well, I mean, it, it wasn't just that too. I mean, that was the the main bulk of it. But the, you know, the, he he also went on to kind of talk about individ, the individual players and well, a couple of individual players and their individual abilities to uh, be more versatile. And um, and I think that even reading into some of that was interesting, like because he 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 said something to the extent of. Zeke can do a lot of a lot of things. He's got really good hands. He can be a good pass catcher. I mean, basically implying that they're going to try to get Zeke more involved in the passing game, which we've heard before, but look, I, I think right. the thing that makes me excited about it is because it's it's actually somebody coming out and saying what, you know, the the offensive coordinator, you know, basically was asked to describe his You know, offense, and and, and I don't know if he was asked to use one word or what it was, but but the way Kellen described it was multiple. Um, And if you if you go back to you know Chris Peterson, where where the the head coach at Boise State when he was there is now uh, the Washington head coach. Peterson's offenses are about. Um, You know, a lot of different things. Motion. He likes to use a lot of motion to to kind of, you know, pre-snap to determine what's going on, to make you kind of expose your defense to the offense. He also loves to formation teams to death. You know, he likes to run, and that's kind of what Kellen was talking about in running a lot of the same plays out of a whole bunch of different looks mm-hmm. um, and the versatility of these players. The, all this really excites me because, uh, I mean, this is kind of the way I think you get to unlock this, this skills these skill sets of these players is by, you know, putting them out there, deploying personnel out there in interesting packages. Uh, you know, y- you can teach. The beauty of, of doing it this way is that you can teach, you know, your set of plays, your you know, 12 or 15 set of plays that you you know run regularly uh, and then you can disguise them a whole bunch of different ways by lining up and running them from different formations you can ex- you can actually get favorable looks from the defense for those plays by running out personnel packages or, or formations and, and and seeing how the defensive of rea- defense reacts uh, I just think that if if uh, I just think that this is a, a kind of more confirmation from what wh- from earlier what we kind of heard were whispers when Linehan was here, but now maybe that since Moore is the the, the man himself, more directly speaking on using the players in a versatile way, uh, uh, using that versatility for a schematic advantage uh, when de- designing um, uh, play calls and, and running plays. Uh, and, and then I think the other really big thing besides just kind of talking about, and, and oh, oh, well, one more thing. He, ta- he also mentioned Jameis Alawali unprompted very early on in the... Yeah, that was interesting. Well, I, it, it's not if you, listen, let me just point this out. And I didn't. I'm mad at myself because I I, may, I wanted to go look this up, but I'm pretty sure if you go back and look, since Killamore has been made the offensive coordinator. I, I'm pretty sure that Jameis Olawali was the first player that they signed. After
1: he was one of the first. If he, the if, if he
0: wasn't the first, I think he was maybe the second. I think that that's incredibly telling, and, and I don't know that that necessarily means, hey, you know, they're going to run a lot of straight eye you know, you know, uh, eye formation running, or you know, I, I think that because what he talked about when he mentioned Jameis was uh, versatility, and some of the things they did in Oakland, and they had him move all over the field. Again, you don't have to be excited about Jamez Olawale to be excited about the fact that they're talking about moving a fullback all over the formation. Because I think right, right. what that means is that now you've got these guys like Mays who, as a fullback, as a guy who is just lining up in an offset eye or a, a fullback eye, maybe he doesn't excite you a ton. But as a guy who can move all over the formation, who can be an H-back, a motion guy, a guy who can block and also go out and catch passes as a versatile piece, I think that's a lot more exciting. And I think that's just an example of, of, kind of the kind of thing that Kellen Moore wants to do. He wants to get these guys out on the field that can operate in a couple of different roles, that can do a couple different things so that up to the moment when they snap the ball, you don't have an idea of exactly what's coming.
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious to see Kellen Moore for a couple of different reasons. Um, I think I think being younger in this case helps. I think Scott Linehan was kind of set in his ways. I think there was times where the Cowboys wanted to be a more innovative and aggressive, and I think Scott Linehan just kind of liked to do the status quo, right? He it re, he reverted
0: I, I, back a lot. It felt like there was stuff in the offense at times, but he kept on going back to what was like his blankie, what was comfort, and, and you know?
1: Do you know the best example of that is go watch Prescott in two thousand sixteen compared to two thousand eighteen? Yeah. they were doing a lot of innovative stuff with Prescott as a rookie compared to what they were doing in two thousand eighteen. They were trying to make his job easier as a rookie, and by trying to you know more jet sweeps and more screens and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I just saw today Pro Football Focus uh, tweeted out a stat that the Cowboys were like thirty first in the league in jet sweeps. Uh, that's kind of hard to believe when you consider the the quarterback and the running game the Cowboys have. So, uh, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, I, I think I think we'll, when we get to training camp, I think we'll have a pretty good idea of the the changes in philosophy between Scott Linehan and Kelly Moore. I'm excited to see it. Are you going to go out to training camp this year, Landon? Yeah, and I was I
0: am, uh, and I was just going to say I, I actually think. Training camp may not be the reveal of this because I think that we saw a lot more of this kind of thing in training camp last season, but it never made it to the seat, regular yeah, season. Yeah, but you
1: you might see him moving guys around sure, more. Maybe sure, you'll sure, see more Cooper sure. sure. in and, the and, slot, and, that kind of stuff.
0: And, and, and actually, I mean, to your point, like I, I trust more that Kellen Moore... Like will carry it to the season too. You right. know what I'm saying? That's what I like mean, th- yep. th- I think that's I think my point was that Linehan showed us this stuff in in the tra- in training camp at times, but. It never made its way into the regular season. Whereas I think you know a lot of this stuff is going to be part and parcel of what Moore wants to do. Uh, it's sure. more just tweet. It's more just tweaking nice. what's in the offense and do and how they're sequencing the play calling, how they're reacting. You know, and I think a lot of it too is. Uh, more of an open dialogue between players. I think that that has been agree. a problem. I think that they've been trying to kind of hint at that it's an issue with uh, it's been a, it was an issue with like not a, a lack of two way communication between Linehan and, and the uh, the rest of the offensive players. Uh, and I don't I don't think that that's going to be an issue with Kellen
1: Moore. The other thing that I really want to see from Moore is how he handles counters. Right, a lot of times. With the Cowboys, they'll have a couple plays that they run really well, but there's no counter to that play. There's nothing they're building off of it. We'll we see a play earlier in the game, and we don't see them you know, changing anything up as the game goes. I, I'm curious to see how that goes. I think there's also going to be some transition in terms of calling plays because that's something new for Kellen Moore. Um, so even in the preseason, I think that's going to be something interesting to watch. Um, let's go ahead and get to our tight end preview um, this position has changed a little bit since this time last year. At this time last year, we weren't exactly sure uh, how the rotation was going to plan out. Jeff Swaim was entrenched as the starter. Uh, Dalton Schultz was a rookie. We are still wondering if Rico Gathers was going to make the team. What, what, we weren't really sure what to expect from Blake Jarwin. Now heading into 2019, Jason Witness is back. Uh, we have a better idea of what Jarwin and Schultz are. Rico is still on the roster. Uh, so let's just kind of a 10,000-foot view. What do you think of this tight end position heading into the year? I, I think that if
0: you were to give me a, a selection of options uh, about what the 2019 uh, tight end class of the Dallas Cowboys would look like, with tight end room, I guess, would look like, uh, I, I think this would have been my least likely choice. I mean, I I think if the choice was uh, uh, Blake Jarwin Schultz and a veteran Blake Jarwin Schultz and a rookie uh, you know, I think I would have chosen all the different flavors of rookie and free agents before I thought that Jason would would be back and, that's what's going on.
1: So, here, well, we spent a lot of time talking about the Cowboys maybe taking a tight end with their first yeah, pick, or yeah. maybe going out in free agency and trying to get like a Tyler Eifert mm-hmm. or Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, they had different plans. They did, um, and I think that you know, when
0: Witten came back, uh, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of us were confused on how to feel about it, you know, because it's it, it, is the is he a stop of progress? What's, you know, I think everyone's kind of the, the big question here still is what is his usage? Like what, what is, you know, what's his snap counts going to look like? Because uh, I think, you know, th- there's a, a lot of, you know, eye rolling going on about the idea that he may uh, may not be playing as many snaps. Um, yeah, but whose progress is he stopping? It's not like they
1: have a, a top 100 pick that they're trying to develop
0: here, right? No, but I think you saw – well, I mean, I think you saw something in Jarwin and Schultz. I think you definitely have seen enough in both of those guys to want to develop them. Uh, sure, you know, but, I,
1: I guess, but I guess I don't think – it's not like I feel like Schultz needs to be on the field every single snap right, right now. So that's why I guess I don't feel like he's blocking anybody.
0: Well, no, I don't know that he needs to be on the field, but I, I, that's uh, – I mean, that's – He he needs to be on the field some, and and the problem is that Witten plays ninety percent of the snaps, like when he normally. So the question is: Is is Witten going to more of a? Like I'm on board with this situation a lot. If Witten is willing to play something closer to. 70% Seventy percent of the sna- of the tight end snaps, seventy five percent of the tight end snaps, and then the rest are going to Jarwin and 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 Schultz, and then uh, obviously they also get snaps as the second and third tight ends come in in formation as well. Um, but if the idea is that he's going to be taking all of these snaps, I mean, I think I have issue with that because I I I, would do, agree, yes. I do think that there is some things that these two younger guys are, if not already, they may be getting better than Witten. At some point, you know, like I, I just because they are younger and more athletic. So um, I, and look, I'm, you know, I'm if Witten is going to continue to be useful, continue to put him on the field. But I do think that um, in the idea that you want to be multiple, I think mixing up the personnel
1: at each one of these spots is part of that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I guess I, I guess I feel like Jarwin and Schultz are still a year away from being guys that you feel like they need to be on the field 75% of the snaps or more. And that's why I'm okay with the Jason Witten thing here because I do think he's not going to play 99% of the snaps like we're accustomed to seeing. I, I just don't think that's realistic. But a situation where he plays 60 to 70% and then you kind of ramp up Jarwin and Schultz's snaps, I think that makes sense. Remember, at, at, through halfway through the season – There were still games where Jarwin was still only getting, what, 10, 15 snaps a game. It wasn't until after Jeff Swaim got hurt in the second half of the year that you started to see his snaps go up. So um, just uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those play out. I want to talk about Jarwin now. Um, I just mentioned him before. What is kind of the realistic expectation for him this year? Where does he need to get better? What are going to be his strengths uh, for this team? And is there a way maybe that... The Cowboys use him more as a slot receiver now that you know Cole Beasley's gone. Yeah, I mean, I think again, kind of
0: going back to the idea of one of the reasons they may not have signed Cole Beasley is that they've they've got they've got use for that slot position for a lot of players. Jarwin's one of them for sure. I think. I mean, yeah, I think the idea of him playing kind of an ertz role in this offense as a detached tight end is not you know is not the worst idea. And that's something that no. I feel like, you know, in some ways he can do right now as well as what, you know, I think cause he's just, he's athletic. He's quick out of his breaks. I uh, went I mean, look, say what you will about him. Uh, I went to training camp for however many years in a row that I, I don't even remember. And, um, Witten never slowed down coming out of his stance. Like he still fires out of his stance as fast as anyone I've any tight end I've seen. Um, and so I think as long as he still has that fire, I think that you know there's definitely going to be a lot of looks for for both those guys to get on the field. But I, I think that um, Jarwin is a guy that y- you want to mix in specifically to get on the field at certain points. Uh, I because I think, but because I, I think he has value. I mean, I think he showed you that you know the 200 plus game or whatever you know the, that huge breakout game he had. It, it wasn't just a fluke, you know. I mean, he has something there. So the question is, uh, how do we exploit that and, and get you know the most out of him without exposing him on the things that he doesn't do well? Which you know, I think some of that stuff is. Uh, uh, Overblown. I think he could be a, a shield him off blocker. And and you asked where he needs to improve. Blocking is it. I mean that's that's I really that's bad. really the. Oh I just, Siri just yelling at me. Um, I, I, think <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that and Siri would agree too. I think that blocking has yeah. always been an issue with him. I mean, he's he's kind of uh, been one of those more. He's kind of a weird player, right? Because he he's athletic, but he's not like you don't see eye popping numbers really. It's just that he runs good routes. He knows how, he understands how to get open. He understands how to use his body, and I, I think he's valuable as a middle of the field pass catcher. So I think he needs to get a little bit stronger to as a blocker. I think you know shield the block shield him off blocker is enough in the NFL. But if he could develop into something a little bit more than that, he would be extremely valuable uh, as an in line. Um, uh, tight end, if he could develop that way, and and if he does, then you know maybe you do see Witten take fewer and fewer snaps there, or you do see more of a natural rotation of those guys, uh, you know, as opposed to just Witten getting the lion's share, and then when they have to drag his tired body off the field, they put Jarwin in there for a snap right. or two.
1: I, to me, it feels like Jarwin is the player maybe we were hoping Gavin Escobar would become, yeah, right? kind yeah. of that big body, flexible athlete um, who. I always ahead. tell
0: the story. I always tell story. When the story. When the first year Jarwin was at camp, he was flashing all over the place, and he's wearing this 89. <laughs> it was like, right. I, I was like, man, I swore we got rid of of, of of Escobar last year. But, yeah, I think totally. I mean, he is that kind of red zone threat, long-limbed, tall guy who can, you know, like I said, present his body in a way that he can catch passes. I mean, I think that it's is valuable between the hashes.
1: Yeah, I think my, my comparison for Jarwin has always been like a, Obviously, the Gavin Escobar. I'm kind of joking there, but similar. But maybe could he develop into like a Vance McDonald type of tight end where, you know, not overly athletic, but certainly flexible enough, good, down, good enough blocker, um, make plays in the middle of the field. I, I think that's possible. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Dalton Schultz, uh, a guy that I know you like quite a bit. Um, entering the second year of his career, we're hoping maybe he got a little bit stronger because that was kind of a you know a, a problem with him last year. The technique is very good. Uh, you, you see him in the right spots. You see him uh, being where he needs to be. But if he can get a little bit stronger, I think he could be a useful player. Is that all Schultz needs to do to become maybe close to a starting caliber tight end in the NFL? I mean, I think
0: there's some route running stuff that he could tighten up. I mean, just because he didn't get the same kind of exposure there as um (laughs) as you would expect most fourth round tight ends you know i mean because you think about tight ends nowadays they're mostly drafted on their receiving prowess and and um you know schultz has that i mean it's not that he's not a good receiver i think he could be a good receiver um it's just that he didn't he doesn't have a ton of production because he came from basically tight end you and so um And and the other thing about tight end U, as I said, as I called it, is that it's it's more like traditional tight end U. So so like even up front, those guys are also splitting their duties between run blocking and pass catching. So there's not a lot of. Catch, uh, catches to go around for a tight end At, at Stanford when there's Three right. other tight end, two other tight ends that are Playing and you're blocking half the time So um, I, I think, yeah We talked we talked about his technique as a blocker I think it's the best on the team um, a, As far yep. as understanding Angles, understanding how To keep his feet moving, using Athleticism and not just Like trying to bowl people over but Like he knows how to get around a guy How to get a, get a good angle on a guy He understands the blocking scheme of the play- plays that he's involved in and he can you know get where he needs to uh now can he anchor can he sit down and stop a guy from running over him that's where the strength part comes in and to answer your question I think Strength is one of the easier things to develop in the NFL. I mean, you're, he was only 244 pounds last year. Yeah, he just needs to get some weight on him. I mean, I, and I think he has it all between his ears. He's the tough part's done for him, really. Right. He just needs to get the the strength. And I, and you know, look, I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, with Mike Weisek in that tra- in that training room. So, and and, and I, I have a lot of faith that that that's gonna that he. Put the time in over the off season and got his weight up. But I'm interested. I, I think even more than Jarwin. Uh, I mean, because I think Jarwin ultimately, you know, he's been around for a couple of years. He's, I think he is kind of where he is, body type wise. Uh, I think that. Physical training upside with uh, Schultz was still mm-hmm. kind of ongoing, and so I'm—he is a guy. As far as this tight end class, he is the guy that I'm most well. I mean, Witten actually—it's is interesting because Witten has a case there too. But he is the guy that right. I'm most interested to see coming out of the the off season what his body is like, you know, because I think he he has the opportunity to increase the the, the mass and increase the the talent there uh, all at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think he's one of those guys. It won't shock me if we get to training camp and he's just noticeably bigger and stronger than what we than what we saw last year. I think. I mean, we're already the biggest jump that a player is going to make in terms of like size and strength is in that rookie year to the second year. We've already seen it with Connor Williams. If Schultz can have kind of that same kind of upper body bulk, uh, I I think we'll be seeing a much much better player in twenty nineteen. And finally, we need to talk about Rico Gathers. Um, <laughs> I know the opinions are all over the map on Gathers. I think last year people were kind of done with the Gathers experiment. Uh, I know a lot of people thought he wasn't going to make the team. Uh, he did make the roster, played in a bunch of games, and I think there were signs that maybe he can be an NFL player. Um, what are you expecting from Rico heading into the next season?
0: I'm expecting that he's going to be on another team. I mean, I'm Really? Just- yeah, I don't think he's making the team this again this year
1: do you I I, I, I kind of do I mean you you invested mm. this you've invested this much time and resources into him and you haven't he really gotten fi- anything out of it but to be fair he played in 15 games last year he wasn't atrocious in the games that he played and I think he's no he's only 25 years old so I think the Cowboys would like to see at least one more year of I mean I, know, got, what- I, got, I gotta
0: really see something in training camp. Like he needs to be lighting it up, because okay, I mean, but
1: then, uh, how much longer are we going to do this? Like, well, he's he's still on his rookie contract. I think that's part well, of the I thing. I know, is,
0: I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, I mean, would you resign him?
1: Well, I think that's why this year is going to be important, right? Because yeah. we're gonna we we need to see what he can do. I think, I think last year he at least showed that he's an NFL caliber player. I'm just curious to see now with Witten returning. Do they do they use a roster spot on a developmental player like this? I I, I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see what kind of strides he made over the offseason, if he made any at all. Uh, but I'm not completely dismissing the idea that he can make the team. I, I I still think there's a good chance that he he winds up being the team's fourth tight end. I I I would be. I mean
0: I I'm I'm betting against it. Like I but I'm I mean I wouldn't be. I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, but I I. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I I would say I'm 55% sure that he won't be on the team. All right, so l- <laughs> so let so me more, make more the certain ca- than not that he won't be on. Well, well, let me make I, the team. just case. because I think that he's like he's got to really show something at this point. You know, I, I that's 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 how I feel is that if he really shows something then then you maybe keep him on the team one more year and what he's inactive. Maybe that's maybe that's what happens. But I, I just feel like. That this is a crazy talented team, this is a crazy talented team at this point, depth wise, and I'm not cutting Daniel Wise for Rico Gathers. We don't need to get into the 53 man roster conversation. We have months, but you know what I'm saying? Like when we start having those conversations in uh, you know early late August, early September. I, I, you know, it's not just about who's in that room and, and that position. It becomes about the larger roster. And I think those that's where I'm anticipating this season is really, really, really going to be hard because we got a lot of talent. At, we have a lot of talent concentrated in a couple of different spots. And I don't know that I'd like, want to keep a lesser developmental player at tight end, than Rather I than would at, at a defensive and, and, line or an offensive line or defensive end. or Yeah, I mean, like,
1: you know well, what I'm saying? I, I think you make a great point. I do think when it comes down to the number crunching game, they probably can only keep four fullback slash tight end spots, right? There's probably only four of those. Um, so Rigo is going to have to be really good. He's going to have to basically beat out a Ola Wally or Jarwin to get a roster spot. Um is that realistic? Probably not. Now the, ca- the caveat
0: is that if if Kellen really loves the guy and finds a carves a role for him sure. out in the offense, sure. that's that you know, hey, this is a big guy who could run. I can. I can have, design a package with him as the detached, uh, you know, X, and then or Y, and, and you know, and have him run routes. Maybe that's along the line, but I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I just think that when well, it comes down to roster crunch numbers, it's going to be tough for him because I don't know that he's of the quality of the equivalent defensive end or equivalent wide receiver.
1: Sure. Well, the the argument that I would make for him is there's really not a lot of competition behind him either. So if there's any kind of injury, either short term or long term, I think you'd have to make the team. I mean, yeah. who's going to be competing with him for snaps, even in practice? I mean, is there anybody behind him? Because I didn't think they signed a but uh, he, a, a tight end. You, yeah, you're right. Well, the, the, they did sign. There is one more tight
0: end that CJ. Um, oh, this is terrible radio. But they did. They did sign a, a tight end. I, I'll I'll look him up. Was but, it Co- that Cody McElroy? Cody, yeah, I'm sorry. Was on okay. YCC. Yeah, Cody McElroy. Um, you know, I I don't know that he's necessarily taking that dude's spot, but no. I, I think, but the thing, but the point is, is that they also may not use the tight end in the same manner. And maybe those snaps, if there's an injury, can be taken by a Noah Brown or, like you said, a Mazel Wally. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the question becomes like, what's the job? You know, what's the role? And can that role, that down, down roster tight end
1: role, be filled up by uh, a a versatile player at another position. I think there's also, you can make an argument too that if the the offense continues to struggle in the red zone, maybe you try to find him a role as a red zone weapon. I'm not sure how realistic that is, but he's he's the only tight end or even really receiver on the roster with any kind of size. I mean, we just sat done doing our wide receiver show last week. Remember, and we said there was not a receiver over six foot two on the roster. Could they keep him around just for jump balls and that kind of stuff? Maybe, um, but I w- we'll see. I, I I'm curious to see what he does. We're going in the fourth year of Rico Gathers. This is kind of the year that he needs to show he can be more than just a you know a goal line blocker. Yes. Um, I'm not again not dismissing it. I'm just really curious to see what kind of what kind of strides he made. This off season. Alright, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lane and McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys and of course I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.